I'm Sopna and today we are going to discuss the FMCG sector which has been impacted by the COVID-19 crisis. Indian consumers are expected to defer spending on the discretionary items like personal equipment, fashion, home decor, etc. To discuss what will be the economic impact due to the health crisis, is here with me, Harit Kapoor, FMCG analyst at Investing Capital Services. Hi Harit, hope you are doing well. Hi Sopna, yes, all well. Dealing with the crisis just like everybody else. Yes, um, it's been a tough time and I think the FMCG sector has been in the limelight recently. So tell me, how do you see the near-term impact on COVID on growth for the FMCG industry in general, the company specifically? Sure. Uh, so while, uh, you know, FMCG businesses, unlike some of the other businesses, are uh, likely to have still seen a level of growth uh, in March and April because of the fact that a large part of the businesses come into essentials, you will still see a weak quarter four FY20, which is the Jan to March quarter, and the April to June quarter, which is the quarter one FY21, due to the severe nature of the current lockdown. Uh, if you look at uh, for the quarter four, uh, we expect anywhere between a mid-single digit to a mid-teen volume decline across FMCG companies, specifically due to the inability to sell uh, in the last seven to ten days of March. Uh, for quarter one now, uh, we expect an even sharper drop in volumes because for the month of April, companies that were selling non-essential products, which were technically claimed non-essentials, have not been able to sell any product whatsoever. Even the companies that were selling essentials have not been able to operate at optimum capacity. In fact, we are uh, building in only a 50% capacity utilization for the month of April, even for those segments and companies that are classified as essential. Moreover, even post the lockdown, we only expect a gradual pickup in demand in May, June and going forward. Hence, while the FCG sector has been relatively less effective, we still feel uh, there will be a sizable impact uh, in quarter four, which affects F20 earnings, and quarter one, which affects F21 earnings. Post the lockdown, I hope <laughs> that comes in soon. But how are you building your growth assumptions, and to what extent do you expect estimates being revised for companies that have come uh, as for the recent uh, report that we released, uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, trimmed estimates by 7 to 16% for F21 and 2 to 11% for F22 for our coverage universe. Uh, why this big deviation is because uh, you do have some companies which have a higher share of essential products uh, as well as, uh, you know, slightly more, uh, you know, mass uh, non-discretionary, uh, you know, portfolio where the impact would be lower. Uh, and also, uh, uh, you know, uh, for the companies which have a slightly higher share of, you know, non-essential products, the impact will be higher. We are also building, uh, uh, you know, the margin impact, uh, which would be on account of the oil prices, which we can get to in a later, uh, at a later point. Uh, for quarter one, specifically the impact that we're seeing and going into F21, we are building in that even in F22, there will be some level of demand impact, uh, which will be a little lasting uh, in FY22 as well. At an overall level, we expect a low to mid single digit kind of revenue growth across the sector at best for F21. F22, however, will be much better year where we are building in a fairly strong recovery uh, while uh, not reaching the uh, 
pre-COVID estimates for F22, we are still building in a fairly uh, healthy recovery going into FY22 across our companies. Okay. And, you know, the crude prices have been in, again, you know, there's a lot of discussion about it and they've actually touched all-time lows. Do you see them impacting on the FMCG companies? How are you building this in your process and assumptions? Yeah, so if uh, you look at what's happened with oil over the last uh, one month or so, uh, the the Brent crude prices are down by more than 50% uh, over the last, you know, few months. Uh, for most companies in our coverage space, uh, Crude and crude derivatives are a fair, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a fair degree in terms of the material cost consumption, uh, either through packaging or through crude derivatives, which go into, uh, you know, products like detergents and uh, shampoos, etc. So, obviously, the impact of lower crude prices would be very beneficial to FMCG companies. Uh, I think the first part of this impact you will start to see from quarter one. Uh, where uh, companies will start to buy crude at lower levels and you will see that benefit, uh, you know, sitting into the gross margins. I also believe that post-May uh, or rather in May, you will see a situation where FMCG companies are looking to stimulate demand back into the market and one of the best ways to do that is try to drive more offers to the consumer uh, try to you know uh, uh, you know drive price cuts etc. Especially because I think the competitive intensity from smaller and regional players in terms of reducing prices will be high. I see this starting off from probably end of quarter one and uh, going into quarter two as companies look to get back volume growth, which really is the key metric across uh, across companies. Uh, a large part of the benefits, in my view, hence of the lower crude prices will be passed on to consumers. However, we are still building in a gross margin improvement across companies in FY21, even an EBITDA margin improvement across companies in FY21, even though there will be the impact of negative operating leverage as revenues don't grow at the pace uh, that they were expected to in the past. Right. And then, you know, a lot has changed because of uh, a lot of trends have changed uh, in, during the lockdown. Uh, do you see this uh, COVID crisis having a longer term impact on the FMCG sector as a whole? What are the trends you think you can see? Yeah, I think that's a very interesting question because if you uh, look at, you know, you take it into two or three buckets. Firstly, uh, it's the on the distribution side. I think companies uh, uh, which have a strong, uh, you know, distribution uh, a network not only in the general trade, which is the mom and pop stores, but also in modern trade, in e-commerce, and have you know tie-ups with you know hyper-local uh, uh, you know, companies, they will see a stronger growth or will get out of this situation in a better manner. The reason I say this is because e-commerce has become uh, you know an even more important metric of distribution in the time of uh, this crisis, especially for essential products. And I think. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think social distancing will be a, a key factor which will help drive e-commerce and hyper-local companies and hence companies will have to move away or, or rather populate this uh, part of the distribution in a stronger manner, uh, especially in the near term. And I think even though you know modern trade and general trade are here to stay as categories, uh, from a, a 
you know the benefits that e-commerce gets in this period of time i definitely think that they will retain some of those benefits uh, going into uh, the longer term as well because consumer behavior uh, does change uh, you know when they do the same thing in terms of ordering over 2 3 4 months uh, and i think from a distribution standpoint uh, that would be the one difference so you know companies that are uh, have been able to you know are being able to uh, you know uh, leverage this change will benefit i think the second part is clearly on the uh, product side So I think three product, three product categories where we believe could sustain growth uh, at high, higher levels would be home care products, uh, you know, floor cleaners, detergents, etc., uh, hygiene products, you know, hand washes, hand sanitizers. Incidentally, uh, you know, the hand sanitizer market has blown up in India as it has across the world over the last one, one and a half months. Every FMCG company that we cover. which was not making hand sanitizers is now making hand sanitizers uh, as as they launched brands across the board and uh, uh, you know uh, one of the industry reports suggest that there have been over 150 new hand sanitizer brands that have come up over the last month or so in india so there's a huge amount of influx of this product and i think uh, while uh, uh, you know the 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 levels of growth are going to taper off i think the relevance of these product categories will be strong going forward the other uh uh you know categories that i do see are immunity building healthcare products you know honey chavan prash uh you know otc products which are actually you know known you know health food drinks for children which are known to be more immunity building are going to probably see a long term longer term expansion uh you right. know in terms of the market size right right so then that brings me to one of the most interesting and top of the question that's on everybody's mind what is how do you assess the stock rating in the current context yeah i think we've uh, you know looked at it again uh, uh, once more we do reevaluate this on a regular basis i think the three thing metrics that we kind of looked at uh, was uh, firstly how the stock prices have moved over the last months and you know you've seen most fmcg companies do fairly well over the last few months uh, in spite of the the coronavirus impact because uh, uh, you know on the stock prices because uh, you know fmcgs uh, looked at a more defensive kind of a safe haven uh, space uh secondly we've also seen companies who have a uh, you know fairly high uh, uh you know because of the recent move are either trading at peak multiples or you know are trading at all time high multiples uh, uh you know compared to their last 5 10 15 year averages uh we've also looked at uh, businesses where there could be higher disruption in terms of you know discretionary products uh international businesses where there is huge currency fluctuations and we've kind of tried to you know narrow down uh, uh based on all those variables uh what our sense is that you know large players uh you know with good managements a strong distribution network and a higher share of essentials should be better placed than others uh we also are wary of the valuations and possibly look not to increase weight in companies where which are at all time high valuations and look to add it to alternatives to those businesses such as good businesses with good management maybe not trading at those levels of valuation that maybe some of maybe the top names are trading at and uh, we'll probably see a still a recovery similar to some of those more highly valued companies so we still believe that fmcg is a, a, a good space to be in one just has to be selective in terms of uh, you know the picks because uh, you know valuations in certain cases are not in favor okay So that's so 
the critical is I took from this space the trend changes. Uh, obviously, e-commerce is going to dominate. I was surprised with the growth prices, how it's going to impact and the uh, FOMCGC. Good note. Thanks, Harit, for being with us. And, uh, yeah, thank you, Sapna. Thank you so much.